Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 44 of the King's Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings here at the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 44. A lot to get into, but before we get started, as always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the King's Den, THPN. Don't forget to fo- don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy. That's Jordy with a Y. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at the Hockey Podcast Network to find all of our video footage from across the whole podcast network. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. Just $1. You can find all You can unlock all of our exclusive bonus content and bonus podcasts. So definitely check us out there at the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just $1. You can unlock all of our bonus podcasts. Episode 44 of The King's Den. A lot to talk about. We got one game to talk about and we got some roster news and notes. uh, One more, one trade at the trade deadline. Because of course that has come and gone now as we record on Tuesday night, the February 25th. So, a lot to talk about. Just one game to talk about, though, as your Kings lost 4-2 to the Edmonton Oilers on Sunday night. They fall the Kings to 22-35-6 and six on the season in the 4-2 loss. Edmonton takes the season series 3-1 with this 4-2 win over the Kings, unfortunately. It was cool to start the game, though, as LA Kings wore Kobe jerseys for the warm-up. Because, of course, on Monday, it was February 24th. Of course, Kobe's number 24 for the date. And February, the second month, Kobe's daughter, Gianna's number two. Of course, of course, the tragic death of them both in the plane crash a couple weeks ago, a month ago now. Crazy to think of that it was a month ago already. But very cool to th- see the Kings wear the jerseys. In warm-up, half of them wore 8, half of them wore 24. LA, LA Lakers inspired Kobe jerseys for the warm-up because, of course, the next day at Staples Center was the beautiful Kobe tribute that was so amazing. So it was very cool to see the LA Kings start what was a very cool weekend in all of LA because we talked about it last episode with the 90s night on Saturday night at Snoop Dogg and such, and then they wore the Kobe jerseys for warm-up on Sunday night. It was very cool. But it wasn't the effort that the LA Kings wanted in this game as they lost 4-2. to They got outshot 31-23, to which that happened on Saturday night as well. That doesn't happen very often. They had 21 shots on Saturday night and 23 on Sunday night. Usually it's, it's the opposite. You've watched this LA Kings team all season long. You know they're usually the ones with 35 shots on net every night. It's been strange the last couple of games to see them not put so many pucks on net like they're used to. And you can definitely see change in this team with the moves that have happened and such, and the younger guys getting another, getting more of a chance, but we'll definitely get into that. It was also, Oilers got a huge boost in this game as well, getting Connor McDavid back in the lineup. You know, he is one of the best players, if not the best player in the NHL, and to get a guy like him back in your lineup is huge. He always has big games when he returns to the lineup after being here. He had three points in this game. He had a goal and two assists. Classic Connor McDavid, just tearing it up for the Edmonton Oilers. Him and Dreisaitl, were great together. Late in the first period, Dreisaitl actually makes it one nothing. Primary assist from McDavid on a, a power play goal for the for the Oilers. Sorry, that horrible turnover by Dustin Brown. 
Dustin Brown, you're a veteran guy. You have the puck with time and space by your blue line. You have to make sure you have to get it out. He doesn't make sure he loses the puck and bing, bang, boom, tic-tac-toe, it ends up in the back of the net. You have to have more spatial awareness than that. Dustin Brown had tons of time to get the puck out of the zone, especially against the power Edmonton's on the power play. You're down a man. You have to make sure you get that puck out. Dustin Brown didn't. It ended up in the back of the net. Blocker side on Cal Peterson. Made it one nothing. Dry Seidel made it one nothing. And that's... You can't let two of the best players in the league, in McDavid and Dry Seidel, have great opportunities like that. And that was one thing in this game. The LA Kings gave up way too many opportunities in this game. And like we talked about the other day... The defense has struggled, has struggled a bit without Alec Martinez since he was traded to Vegas because the defense has given up a lot more two-on-ones, three-on-twos, odd-man rushes. And that continued in this game. The second period was such a parallel. It was so weird because the the Kings gave up so many two-on-ones, three-on-twos, etc. But the Kings still had 15 shots in the second period. So it was a crazy, it was a back-and-forth second period for sure. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores on a beauty deflection to make it 2-0 for the Oilers about five minutes into the period. And then with about three minutes to go, McDavid on a two-on-one. Beautiful goal. Doughty doesn't take him. He takes the man. McDavid dekes out Cal Peterson and backhand roofs it to make it 3-0 on just a... I can't... The goal was beautiful by by McDavid. It was just classic Connor McDavid finishing the goal getting it past Cal Peterson to make it three to nothing at the time. And like I said, that was another odd man, odd man rush. You just can't let that happen against a good team like the Edmonton Oilers and with two of the best players like McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's just not going to happen. You just can't let that many opportunities happen. And the Kings did. And that was one point. The Kings had, like I said, 23 shots in this game. They had four in the first period. 15 in the second period, and then four in the third period. That You can't have one good period like that. You just can't. And yes, they battled hard in the third period, but you still only had four shots on net in the third period. It just they have to be better than that. You have, have, have to be better than that. But the Kings did score before the end of the second period. McDavid's 3-0 goal was about with three minutes to go, but with just over a minute to go, Anze Kopitar had a power play goal to make it 3-1. The line of him, Brown, and Ayafalo have been great. Of course, Brown replaced Toffoli on this line since Toffoli got traded to Vancouver. But Kopitar and Brown have played together for years. They know they have the chemistry, and they have the chemistry with Ayafalo, and it's been working. Brown didn't get an assist on this goal. I thought he might have, but he didn't touch the puck. It went off a defenseman right to Kopitar. So it was Ayafalo and Kempe with the assist on the goal. That made it 3-1 to late in the second period. And then... The Kings were right in at 49 seconds into the third period. Dustin Brown roofs it to make it 3-2. That was from Kopitar and Kempe. That made it 3-2 at the time. The Kings were within one again. They were right in this game the whole third period, despite only having four shots on net in the third period. But once again, it's tough when the defense is struggling. And yes, they did a good job on some of them to get back to make plays on the odd man Russians on the odd mountain rushes, and Cal Peterson played a great game as well. He did. 28 saves because the 4-2 goal was an empty netter late in the third period. He had 28 saves. He bailed out the defense a numerous times, the LA Kings. He, Cal Peterson played well in this game. He's getting that NHL experience. I've liked what he's seen despite getting the loss. I know some people will argue that 
being in a losing culture too early can hurt you. But I think with the LA Kings, they're in a good enough situation where Cal Peterson's getting the reps, he's getting the experience. And even though he might not, it might not be in the win column all the time, he's getting the reps and experience to play at the NHL level and be a big league goaltender for the LA Kings now and in the future. Like I said, Kempe had an assist on both goals he's had. So he was the only multi-point king of the night. He had a great night as well. Of course, his numbers are going up. He's getting a chance higher in the lineup. It's been great to see Kempe do that all season long. And his improvement has been one of my favorites to watch all season long as well, as well with Lazat as well. They've been probably my two favorite young guys to watch all season long. The Oiler, or the Kings, sorry, good faceoff night again. They were just over 55% in the faceoff circle. So that's always a good sign when you have a team doing that. We've talked about that at length as well, especially with such with the young guys doing so well in the circle as well. And, of course, Carter's out of the lineup right now, but Lozot all season long has held with own, held his own in the faceoff circle. Uh, Gabe Velarde's been doing it since in, in his three games in the NHL. They've do, been doing a good job in the faceoff circle. But the effort wasn't enough as your LA Kings lost 4-2 to to the Edmonton Oilers on Sunday night. But the homestand continues. There's still a lot to go in the homestand. Like I said last episode, it's a quieter week as they take on, as they don't play again until Wednesday when they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then they have a couple more days off and they will take on the New Jersey Devils at Staples Center on Saturday. But also, it's late in the season, but this is a chance to get a lot of good practice work in, especially for young guys to keep getting reps and for and to keep showing their worth and prove, hey, I want to stay in the NHL this season and beyond. And now the trade deadline happened as well. And before we move on and talk about the trade deadline and some roster moves for the LA Kings, let me tell you about our friends at Cool Hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. Quality is just as important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM, and hand-stitched in their 1,500-square-foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they are able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. Cool Hockey is committed to providing every customer with a high-quality product that is hand-stitched by professionals. Since Cool Hockey does not outsource any jersey for customization, that means their jerseys can be customized and shipped to you faster than any other competitor. And Cool Hockey jerseys and customization is officially licensed by both the NHL and the NHLPA. They take pride in making you just look like the players on the ice. Check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. And right now, any order over $219 or of $219 or more, use the promo code THPN and you will get 20% off. Check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. Okay, two the trade deadline and some roster transactions. The Kings, they have a they made a bunch of their they made all their big trades already. They traded to Foley, they traded Martinez, they traded Clifford. There were still a few guys on expiring deals that could have been traded though. Only one happened as Derek Forbert, the defenseman, he got sent to Calgary for a conditional first first round pick. This was the only trade of the day for the LA Kings. I thought there might have been more. I thought Ben Hudden might have gone. I thought Trevor Lewis might have gone. 
but these were this was the only trade made on the actual trade deadline day as Derek Forbert went to the Calgary Flames, much like the Oscar Fantenberg trade last year when he was a defenseman for the Kings and he went to the Flames on trade day, deadline day. It is a conditional fourth-round pick for Derek Forbert, so it's a conditional fourth-round pick in 2021. It will change to a third-rounder in 2022 if the Flames reach the conference final and Forbert plays in half the games, or if Derek Forbert re-signs in Calgary, then that draft pick will become a third-rounder in 2022 instead of a fourth-rounder in 2021 for the LA Kings. And let me tell you, it, with that standing, if say it stands as a fourth-rounder, Rob Blake has done a hell, a hell of a job this trade deadline. I give all the points to Rob Blake with all the trades he's made, the Clifford trade, the Clifford and Campbell trade, bringing in more and draft picks, Trevor Moore and draft picks, the Toffoli trade, bringing in Tyler Madden, another big-name prospect, and a second-round pick, bringing in uh, trading Alec Martinez for two picks. With that, with those, with those three trades, your LA Kings, who already have one of the best prospect pools in all of hockey, we've talked about it at length, that they have one of the best prospect pools in hockey, with Fajimo and Kapari and Madden and... Anderson Dolan, and there's just so many. There's no, I know I'm missing a bunch, but with that, your LA Kings have 11 picks in the 2020 draft and 10 in the 2021 draft. They have pieces to play with. They're gonna have a lot more young guys coming up, and they're gonna be, they're gonna have a chance at having a high, high, high first round pick this year as well. So there could be a lot changing for the LA Kings a lot sooner than we think. The Kings are going to be real good again real soon. I promise you that, LA Kings fans. I absolutely promise you. 11 picks in tw- this season and 10 next season, that is huge. And that is just going to grow the prospect pool more and more and more. And then the Kings are just going to start getting better and better and better. You're going to see that. And when you have so much variety in prospects from and high prospects, this is going to be great for the LA Kings, and it's just going to be make the rebuild move that much faster. I know we it might run into issues in the future with the long term contract of Kopitar and Doughty, but we'll just have to see where we'll just have to keep paying attention as the future goes on and see what happens with that. But all the credit to Rob Blake in the world for having twenty one draft picks over the next two drafts. That is insane. That is great for the LA Kings and for the future. There's a couple roster notes with the LA Kings as well because you want to make some players eligible for the AHL playoffs. So Tim Schaller, Gabe Velarde, and Cal Peterson, they all got paper transacted to the AHL. So they didn't leave the Kings. They just got paper transacted. Tim Schaller had to clear waivers. He did clear. They all got paper transacted to the AHL just for the day. So they are eligible to play in the AHL playoffs with the Ontario Reign and go for that Calder Cup when the NHL season comes to the end because we all know that the LA Kings have a very, very slim chance of making the playoffs. So Tim Schaller, Cal Peterson, and Gabe Velarde, they all have the chance to go back down to the Ontario Reign and play in the AHL playoffs and go for that Calder Cup in a few weeks' time. Marty Firk, he cannot go play, go back to the Ontario Reign and play in the AHL playoffs because he has played more than 10 games in the in the NHL this season. He cannot go back down. So no Marty Firk for the Ontario Reign for the playoffs in the coming weeks, but Cal Peterson, Gabe Velarde, and Tim Schaller can all go down for the playoffs. And having said that, 
you can. There's limits on roster moves now, but I will think. I do think a couple of young guys might get a shot late in the season. I think Anderson Dolan might come back up. I don't think Turcotte will sign, but I think Anderson Dolan will get a chance. I think Kale, uh, I think Clegg will get another chance for maybe a few games. We might see Bornfoot again for a couple of games. You just never know. But I think that you could see a couple of young guys get chances in a couple of games with the LA Kings in the stretch run here with what with what is it 21 games left something like that about a quarter of the season left some guys could get chances now i want to tell you about our friends at puffy mattresses rated america's most comfortable mattress puffy provides the ultimate sleep to thousands of customers nationwide the puffy mattress is an all foam mattress with a Medium firmness level and outstanding pressure relief. Low density memory foam makes for an exceptionally soft sleeping surface. Lightweight sleepers and side sleepers will appreciate the bed's cradling support, which balances comfort with proper spinal alignment. Check out our friends at www.puffy.ca. They're great. Check them out. This has been episode 44 of the Kings Den. Thank you so much for joining us. Like we said, your LA Kings lost 4-2 to the Edmonton Oilers Sunday night. They made one trade at the deadline, trading Derek Forbert to the Calgary Flames for a conditional fourth-round pick. And they made a bunch of transactional moves for some players to get a chance to play in the AHL playoffs. And with all the trades that happened, they have 21 draft picks over the next two drafts, which is unbelievable. Great job for Rob Blake to Rob Blake for doing that. The homestand continues for the LA Kings. Like I said, they have a few days off between games. So they've had Monday. They took Monday off. They practiced Tuesday. We're recording Tuesday night right now. They play Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then they have a couple more days off. And then they play the New Jersey Devils on Saturday night. Two tough tasks. New Jersey's down in the bottom of the standings as well. So that'll be interesting to kind of see that. But Wednesday night will be a major challenge against Pittsburgh Penguins. One of the best teams in the league. But with that being said, this has been episode 44 of the Kingston. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the Kingston THPN at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube at the Hockey Podcast Network for all our video footage. Check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content just one dollar all our exclusive bonus contests are on the whole hockey podcast network so definitely check that out don't forget to find us the kingston on our own page wherever you get your podcast on apple and spotify wherever and what you or you can find us in the hockey podcast network quote quota as well also don't forget to like rate uh subscribe and review not just the Kingston, but all podcasts around the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out Tales with TR, our podcast with former NHLer Terry Ryan. And check out our Ice Analytics podcast, two great podcasts along with our full roster of podcasts from all across the NHL and the hockey world that we feature here at the Hockey Podcast Network. We also might have a, sne- a feature coming up that we want, that we need major fan involvement with. So, I'll let you know about that very soon. So definitely check, be on the lookout for that as well. We will talk about it on here, but it is with our friends at Cool Hockey. So we will definitely let you know about that as well. We have a cool contest going on with Cool Hockey. It's, it is, it's going to, it's, it takes part with LA Kings a lot because it's going to be a, with, 
It's going to take place with the draft lottery as well. So I will give you more details on that very, very soon, probably next episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 44 of the Kings. And we will talk to you on Monday when we'll have so much to talk about in the world of the LA Kings again. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you on Monday for episode 45. Thank you.